Welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today, we're going to be talking about John chapter 9. Hello, thanks for returning to the podcast. Today, we're talking about John chapter 9. Before I get started, I'd like to say my little prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us truly understand your word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, to guide us, to comfort us, to redirect us, and conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, thanks for returning to the podcast. Last time we got started, uh, we were at 8. Now we're in chapter 9. Before we get started on chapter 9, you know, I do a little bit of studying and preparing for the podcast And uh, I ran across a video that I was watching from John MacArthur MacArthur from Grace Church. And uh, I'm just going to play that for you real quick. I mean, he talks about this, what we're getting ready to talk about. And, man, it's just beautiful how he sums this up. The beggar can't see Christ. He's never seen anything. But it says he saw the beggar as he passed by. Sovereign grace dominates this miracle. Sovereign will dominates this miracle. The blind man can't see anything. He doesn't know anything about Jesus coming by. But Jesus sees him. The blind man is a picture of the sin-blinded man who has no capacity to see Jesus, who is profoundly, deeply engulfed in his desperate blindness and has no capability to see the Savior. The analogy is irresistible. In fact, the Gospels use this analogy. Paul talks about spiritual blindness a number of times. And the Gospels record more cases of blind people being healed than any other specific malady. There is one healing of a deaf mute. There is one healing of someone with palsy. There is one healing of someone with a fever. There are two healings of lepers, groups of lepers. There are three dead people raised, but there are five separate accounts of blind people. Blindness well illustrates man's spiritual darkness and lostness. Helpless from the start, this blind man is at the mercy of somebody who comes up, chooses to help him. He is like the sinner. God has to take the initiative with the blind man through Christ. God has to take the initiative through, the, uh, through Christ for the sinner. That's how grace operates. We're lost. We're dead. We're blind. We know no truth. We see no Christ. We have no God and God sees us, comes in compassion, grace, and bestows spiritual sight. It's a beautiful picture illustrated by this healing. That's some good stuff there. That's what I'm saying. You know, we were blinded, lost, deaf, without without God, without understanding, without truth, and God reached down from heaven and saved our, our lives. I mean, saved our souls. I mean, saved our and and wants us to, and want to live with us for eternity. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, there's no other no no other deity doing that. Nobody else wants to provide a, a loving, providing environment for you. Only God wants to do that. 
Satan is a, Satan cannot produce anything that God can produce. Satan can produce counterfeits, but there's nothing in them. They're all empty. Okay, so let's get into chapter 9. And Jesus passed by, saw a man which was blind from, from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, said, Neither this man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God should be made manifest in him. He was blind for God's glory that Jesus will come, restore his sight, produce a miracle, a creative, creative miracle, so that everybody can see that this is the Christ. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, and the night comes when no man can work. There's that play on the words again, day, night. Remember, we talked about that. As long as I am in, in the world, I am the light of the world. So, bam, there he says it. Remember, I told you in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And Jesus just said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, you know what he's talking about. I mean, it. Just amazing. You have to read the whole entire book. When he had thus spoke, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind men with the clay. Well, on on the Sabbath day, you couldn't need any clay. So he right there in verse 6, he broke the Sabbath according to the Jewish custom. And he said, Go wash in the pools of Siloam, which by interpretation means sent. And he went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is this not he that sat and begged? So his neighbors are saying, You know, wait a minute. Ain't you the guy that used to be blind and you sit over there and beg all the time? And some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, how were your eyes opened? And he answered and said, A man named a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said, Go to the pools of Siloam and wash. I went and washed and I received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought him to the Pharisees, him that was before was blind. So remember that guy that was hanging out at the uh, Bethesda on the porches when Jesus made him whole and restored him that guy ran off and told the authorities and, and brought Jesus uh, persecution we're not going to see that in this story so he says I washed and I received in my sight and they asked him where is he and then they brought him to the Pharisees the one that was blind before that it was on the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes so this is on a Monday they seen Jesus on on the Saturday or the Sabbath day making clay and restored this man's sight. So they really couldn't hold court or anything. They had to steam all weekend until Monday rolled around until it was a work day. Then then they all got out there and started the, this little uh, mock trial or whatever it was that they're doing. So it uh, it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and they and opened his eyes. And again, the Pharisees also asked him, how had he received his sight? And he said to them, he put clay upon my eyes, I washed, and I do see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God. 
because he keeps not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can this man be a sinner doing such miracles? And there was a divide among them. Some knew that Christ, I mean, Christ was doing miracles all the time. I mean, he was saving, uh, restoring and repairing and restoring the health of people. I mean, tens of thousands of people. I mean, he was all the time. That's why the crowds were always seeking him. Because if you had an infirmity that you had all your life, this man Jesus would take it away. So the people were coming in droves to find him. And so the people were saying, you know, if this guy is restoring health, restoring people to holiness, saving lives, uh, raising dead, only God can do that. Only somebody that's connected with God can do it. Satan can't do that. And some said, well, I think he's of Satan. And the others said, no, man, I, I got to be on this other side over here. I think he's a man of God. They said to the blind man again, what say you of him that he has opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. So they ask him, what do you think this man, who, who do you think this man is? And he goes, this man is the prophet of God. But the Jews, uh, you notice John calls them the Jews, but the Jews did not believe concerning him. So they didn't believe, they hardened their hearts, that he had been blind and received his sight until they called his parents that he had received his sight. So they didn't believe until they called his parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, It is this your son, who you say was born blind? How does he? How then does he now see? His parents answered and said to him, We know not. We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But what means he now sees? We know not. Or who has opened his eyes? We know not. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words the parents spoke because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already uh, had agreed already that if any man confessed that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. So the parents were afraid to speak because they didn't want to be thrown out of the synagogue. And, uh, you know, they knew that Christ restored their son's sight because he was all over Jerusalem. He was all over the Sea of Galilee. He was all over the Mediterranean area, restoring sight, repairing the lame, broken men, missing limbs were growing back, sight were being restored. I mean, I mean, everybody knew what was happening. So they were lying when they were saying that they didn't know because they didn't want to get thrown out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Well, they said that because he, the beggar was already thrown out. He was a beggar. He was lower, the lowest rung in society. And so he was already excommunicated from the church. So they said, ask him. You can't do nothing more than him. You can't throw him out. He's already been thrown out. Then again, they called the man that was blind and said to him, give God the praise. Tell the truth is what they're saying. We know that this man is a sinner. So when they say give God the praise, it is is basically saying tell the truth and give God the praise because being truthful is praising God. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, whereas I was blind and now I see. I don't know if he's a sinner. All I know is I was blind, but man, I can see now. Then they said to him again, What did he to you? How did he open his eye? How did you see they they keep drilling him? And he's tired of telling this story, so now he's got sarcasm. He answered him, I've told you already. Did you not hear? 
Whereas, were you? Wherefore would you hear it again? You will you also be his disciples? Say, so man, I've told you time and time and again. What you want to hear it again? Are you, are you want to be his disciples? And they reviled him. They ridiculed him and said, "You are his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples." Which I made a true statement. They just called this man a Christian, and they just claimed Judaism. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we know not where he is from. So the religious leaders said that their Judaism is more powerful than Christianity, and that Moses is the one, and they follow Moses, and we know not where he is. But they never say his name. They're scared to death to say Jesus' name out loud, so they never say his name. This man, is what they say, or he, you know, him, then answered, then the man answered and said to him, wherein is a marvelous thing that you know not where he is, and yet he has opened my eyes? He's saying, ain't this a crazy thing? You guys are the religious leaders of the day. You see him producing miracles, restoring people to health, repairing broken arms and legs, and restoring broken arms, or missing arms and legs, and bringing back sight and all that. And and you don't know where he's from, but he opened my and I'm the blind one around here. We know that God hears not sinners. This is that that man talking. We know not God hears sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and does God's will, his will, him will he hear. So he's saying, This man is of God because he's doing God's will. Since the world began, it is not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was blind. So he said before, as recorded in history, nobody has ever restored sight to anybody. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. So he's saying if this guy is, if, like you're saying, of Satan, he couldn't do any of what he's just done. And they answered and said to him, you were altogether born in sin, and you do teach us. And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe on the Son of God? Because they all been told that the Son of God is coming. And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he that talks with you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. So the guy, he found a guy who didn't have no no hope in salvation or anything. He restored his sight, physical and spiritual sight, because the guy started preaching to the church leaders about Christ's divinity. I mean, wow. And then so Christ asked him when he found him, do you believe on the Son of God? So now he's asking him, so he restored his sight, he restored his health, and this is it restored his physical sight, restored his spiritual sight, and then he comes and restores him spiritually by offering the man salvation. Do you believe on the Son of God? And he answered, Who is it that I might believe? And Jesus said, It is both you both seen him, and it is he that talked to it, and he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, For justice or judgment i've come into this world 
that they which see not might see, and they that would see might be made blind. Okay, wow. So when he he saves the guy and, and brings him into salvation and, and grants him salvation, and then he turns to everybody and says, for judgment I've come into the world. You might as well say for righteous sake, righteousness, you, me, the righteous, the, the ones that God has placed that seed of faith in, in your heart before the beginning of time, for, for you, for you I've come into the world that which see not, because you were blinded in your spiritual condition, that you might see, and they that which are seen might be made blind. So the, the ones that claim to have sight are, are really actually blinded. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to him, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. That's what I was saying. Those guys, been, I mean, Jesus told them that they're never going to go to heaven. They're, and that's what they, they was striding for. And now in 2021, we know those guys are dead. And so their time is already over. Their life is already complete. They're in the lake of fire. They're rolling around, you know, <laughs> because there's no place in heaven for them. No place in heaven for them. Okay, so it looks like we got through chapter John chapter 9. Okay, I got a call to action. Sign up for the prayer list today. If you'd like a sticker, leave me an email. I'll mail you a sticker out. I also would like you to start uh, your own prayer list, write names of, love, of people you love and care about, and write down if God answers a prayer. Okay, I got the prayer of salvation. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate from me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith. Invite you into my heart, take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean, and give me home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live with you in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. All right. Now, if you're lost, make that statement of faith. Turn your life over to Christ. Find you a church, and at the invitation time, you go up front and make your public statement of faith and give your life over to Christ. All right, I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 Central Standard Time, and again, 6.30 Sunday night, and again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And if you do come, would you put in the comment section that you're from the podcast? Okay, I'm asking if God has placed on your heart to donate to the church, South Heights Baptist Church. There's now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box. For this podcast, check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. And remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we're all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.